Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to our Bible study night. Your host, Fitzam. You're tuned into Fitzam Community, where she begs for nothing, believes she can have everything, and she knows for a fact that she is a good thing. So, you all, if you were tuned into my last week's um, Bible study, you will see that we talked about, um, sorry, the Canaanite woman and just how faithful she was throughout the trials and the tribulations that she was able to overcome that. And for her nation, they were able to be set free and to have the peace and the glory of the Lord. So tonight we're going to talk about the daughters of Zelophehad. The Daughters of Philophiad. As you all know, I am Bible studying out of the good and beautiful Bible study where experiencing stories from the Bible and what it means in living in today's world. So today's scripture comes from Numbers 27, 1 through 11. Uh, We're going to open up with a prayer and then we're going to jump straight into Bible study tonight. If you all are not following me on um, Spotify and my live podcast, I would recommend you do that. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go ahead for your daily motivation and your daily encouragement and inspiration to keep pushing through FitSam community. Uh, We're excited to connect with you. Lord God, we want to come right now and just say thank you. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this moment to be able to sit and be still to hear from you. Father, as we read your word tonight, may we understand. May you give us wisdom and understanding, Father. Father, less of me and more of you. Holy Spirit, have your way. And may each and every person that is hearing this under the sound of my voice, may they too be touched by you. And may you be glorified, Lord God. Thank you for your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So, the daughters of Zelophehad. I had to actually, honestly, I had to look up what that means. And I know some of you are listening to me on my podcast right now. But if you want to see the live, go on my Instagram, FitSam Community, and you will see us right here. So, I had to look up the definition because I'm like, not the definition, but the pronunciation because I was like, "Mm, I'm going to mess this up some way, somehow. But the daughters of Falofi had, okay? So what we're going to do is we're actually going to read the scripture and then we're going to get the outline of what it was actually talking about, okay? So this little known story takes place with the daughters of Zalofihad finds themselves with no inheritance and with no resources but each other. They advocate for their needs and change a law for the better. Hmm. What stuck out to me already was that the advocate for their needs. So they went to the advocate, if you all, they advocate for their need and change a law for the better. So that means they searched for something. Something needed to be filled. And change the law for the better. So it has to be the word, right? So let's dive right in. This comes from Numbers 27, 1 through 11. We're going to read out of the New English Version. um, NIV. I lied. The NIV. 
trying to understand real fast. Yep, the new living version. Okay. So, the daughters of Zalophahad, son of Harir, the son of Galid, the son of Makar, and the son of Messaniah, belong to the clans of Messaniah, son of Joseph. The names, the names of the daughters were Mahal, Noah, Hogan, Micaiah, and Tizar. So one thing about the word, you all, is that Sam, I'm trying to figure out, like, when this word was written, like, these names are very unique. And I would love to hear the pronunciation of these. And for all that just tuned in, we're tapped into Numbers 27, 1 and, 7, 1 and 11, okay? So we just named the, the names of the daughters, right? They came forward and stood before Moses. Izar, the priest the leaders of the whole assembly at the entrance to the tent of the meeting said, our father died in the wilderness. He was not amongst Kershaw, Ker, not, not Kershaw, look at me, turn in the name. <laughs> Korah followers who banded together against the Lord, but he died for his own sin and left no sin. Why should our father name despair disappear for his clan because he had no son? Gave us property amongst our father's relatives. So Moses bought their case before the Lord. And the Lord said to him, What the, the Lophahad daughters are saying is right. You must certainly give them property as an inheritance amongst their father's relative and give their father's inheritance to them. Says and and I feel like what they're explaining right now is that how it just came in my head to understand and to break it down is that if a relative passed away, a loved one, a father, and he has property, it goes to the loved ones, the relatives. So not even the relatives, fathers. If the father passed away, then it goes to the relatives, the daughters. You know, so that's that's what we're talking about. So says to the Israelites, if a man dies and leaves no son, give his inheritance to his daughter. If he has no daughter, give his inheritance to his brother. If he has no brother, give his inheritance to his father's brother. If his father has had no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in the clan that he may possess it. That this is to have the force of the law of Israel, of the Israelites, as the Lord commanded Moses. So what I'm understanding right now is he's teaching us how from generation to generation things should be passed down. I'm going to go back to verse 8. It says, amongst the father's relative and give the father's inheritance to them. So this is what the Lord is telling uh, Moses what to do says to the Israelites. So we are Israelites. I give you all homework last time to look up. What does it mean to be a Gentile and an Israelite? We are Israelites. Okay. Um, if a man dies and leaves no son. So he's, he's telling us how it works. He's telling us like the breakdown of things. He's telling us what it's like and 
generation to generation. How is it to be passed down? That's what he's teaching right now. How is it to be passed down? So he says, if the man dies and leaves no son, give his inheritance to the daughters. If he has no daughters, give his inheritance to the brothers. If he has no brothers, give his inheritance to the father's brother. Y'all, y'all, y'all catching on right now? Give his inheritance to his brother. If he has no brother, give it his inheritance to his father's brothers. If the father has no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in the clan that he may possess it. This is to have the force of the law of the Israelites as the law, as the Lord commanded Moses. So in this story, this is the Lord commanding Moses. So Moses is writing all of this. All right. So as we go back to our story, um, the outline of that after the traumatic. So I love how we read that. But now this is about to give us a true understanding. So this is where the Bible study comes in, because now we're going to get understanding of what was all of that talking about. If some of you didn't get it like myself, I didn't get bits and pieces of it. So let's dive right in after a traumatic and awe inspiring exodus from the savior under the Egyptians, the Israelites find themselves wandering the sanding the sanai wilderness in search of a promise a home where they can finally trade romans for rest mm. finding a home finding a home where they could let go of the roaming the roaming and just rest that's powerful right there y'all like the israelite the israelites find themselves wandering the Sinai wilderness in the search of a promise. That promise was found right here where the Lord was telling Moses how it should be passed down from generation to generation. And if things doesn't go the way, pass it to the closest relative. Okay, so boom. A home where they can finally trade roaming for rest. So many people and maybe so many of us were we're roaming. We're roaming to find this promise that the Lord may have placed upon our life. Like we're roaming for it because we want rest and we only find rest in the Lord. We find peace. We find comfort. We find joy. Anything else outside of something that is making you feel good is not from the Lord. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not be conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like that's that's something to talk about. That's a promise right there. That's the Lord telling you what to do, right? Okay. At this point in their life, the Israelites has been through uprising and rebellion, conflicts both internally and with other people, encounters with enemies, kings, and hostile, host, hostile, mm, hostile, boom, told y'all. I'm working on this English thing, but hostile people. But the heart of their journey hinges on an important question. What does it mean to be in community with one another? What does it mean to be in community with one another? I want y'all to take a second and ask yourself, what does it mean to be in community with one another? What does it mean? We met sis. We met the sisters recently betrayed of their father Zelophehad so that means the father left they passed away they face an anxious dilemma as unmarried women in the system that legally requires male heirs for the transfer of wealth and property 
They stand to lose everything because their father had no sons. So they was caught up in a situation where they're not married and the father didn't have no son. And in the times that they were living in, legally, in order to get the wealth and the um, the inheritance of the family, you have to be married. That's what it's, that's what I'm understanding. You had to be married. Okay, but the sisters recognized that their need for safety, security, and resource for salvation, well, for survival, would be best met by their father's inheritance. Mm. They will rely generously on their extended family whilst waiting for their own marriage. However, that would also mean that their father's name would end up with his death. Mm. So the sisters took takes matters into their own hands. In the presence of Moses, the priests, the leaders, and the congregation of the Israelites, they openly questioned the Levitical law set by God and delivered through Moses. They asked, why should the name... Why should the name of our father be taken away from his clan because he had no son? Remember what it said in the Bible. Talked about passing it to the relatives. So they're questioning the people that think they can overpower God's word. Okay. Give to us possession amongst our father's brother. There is no guarantee they have they would have made it out of the situation unharmed. There are plenty of Old Testament examples of people whom God strike down for disrespect or obedience. Their request to retain the inheritance of their father is a direct challenge to the premier God has set for the community. Moses presented their case before God and God affirms that the sisters are right to bring their petition and agrees to meet their need. God is a good God. Like... When you set your you set your request, you give it to God, and if it's in alignment, He's only going to deliver. He's only going to fulfill His promises. You know, so God does not simply make a simple expectation, but further instructs Mo- Moses to change the law itself in order to meet the evolving needs of the community. So God was not only thinking about one person; He was thinking about all of us generation to generation to generation so no matter what we are here to to continue or to break the chains that was placed on our family's life so our so our legacy which is a part of their legacy will forever continue that's powerful and he changed the law he made that he written that that's written that is written from generation to generation that is written right so Go back to the word. God does not simply make a special expectation, but further instructs Moses to change the law itself in order to meet the evolving needs of the community. For that point on, if a man dies and has no son, then his in, then give his inheritance to his daughters. God commands. God is good. These sisters took account for their needs and found the determination to advocate for themselves in the system that was not created created to consider them. And not only did they get their needs met and change the system for themselves, 
but it was also change for those that came after them. Listen, that, listen to this. Not only did they get their needs met by, by, by requesting, by asking the Lord for something. Like when you ask the Lord, you got to ask the Lord in submission. Like, Lord, you know, it's a challenge. We're going through things in life where it's like, Lord, why is this happening? Like, can reveal, like, place me in alignment with what's going on. Like, it's okay to do that. Because if it's in an alignment with his will, if you go to the throne or you you set your request at the throne and it's in the Lord's will, it's in, come on, Holy Spirit, it's in the Lord's favor, it's in the alignment, you're not only going to get your needs met, but you never know. Actually, we do know because it says right here, but it also changed those that came after them. The inheritance, if it don't go to the brother, it goes to the daughter. If it doesn't go to the daughters, it goes to the father's brothers. If it doesn't go to the father's brothers, it goes to the relative. Therefore, it stays in that family. It stays in that community. So after we got the outline, it talks about today. It may come as a surprise that the book of Numbers tuck away between legal code and ritual request requirements of worship would invite us to consider what it means to advocate for our needs in communal space. As modern readers, we may not quite see how brave sisters' action were face value. Advocating for their needs as women without support of man was a brave act in a particular community. While our our surroundings may be different than the sisters, many of us confront similar obstacles in the world that often demands we find the courage to speak or act on the behalf of ourselves. Hmm. We may feel a deep conviction inside of us, but find that conviction in an unwelcome and uncertain space in habit. Depending on who we are and where we are, we may find certain powers and principalities would prefer us to be silent and disconnected from our own voice and our own needs. This this is a promise. The Lord doesn't want you to be quiet. If you have a desire on your heart, he knows it. So ask and you shall receive like that's written. Acts and you shall receive. Yet our world craves examples of those who chose to nurture and connect to their own needs. It's too easy to stay disconnected from our inner voice and allow certain norms to dictate our futures. But those who remain attentive to their own needs, like the sisters in this story, have an opportunity to forge their own path forward. And to path and a path that others can follow. Working out our needs in a community doesn't mean that our adversary comes with immediate results. It is hard work. It doesn't always come in a form that we expect. It takes time, effort, and grit to see it through. At times, it may feel contained by force bent on keeping us insecure and overwhelmed. 
Yet we are called by God's voice to know ourselves and to know others in the community as we ask for what we need. I love this. It takes time. If you're asking the Lord for something, it's not, sometimes it comes overnight, sometimes it comes in a flash, but it takes time. Do not give up on God because he's not going to give up on you. He is here when no one else is here. He is listening when no one else is listening. FitSAM community is all about relationship, not perfection. We don't want perfection. Like, we don't want perfection. Them speaking up, going to the Lord or and asking the Lord, is this right? Is this how it's supposed to be? The Lord told Moses they're right. It is supposed to pass down. They don't have daughters. It goes to matter of fact, let me change the whole law so this doesn't happen again. And be because of their obedience, we're in a, we're we're able to inherit the land. You see? Because of that, we're we're able to inherit the land. We're able to carry on our generation. We're able to do that. Like, wow. Wow. We're able to make a way for the communities to come behind us. Look at where we are now. Look at how far you came. You're still alive. You're still here. It's not by coincidence. Somewhere along the lines, you went to the Lord and asked the Lord for your path to be aligned with his. And now the people that's coming behind us, if they come in contact with us, their path will be straight. You know, they say in the Bible, the Lord says in the Bible, in Matthew, he talks about the the narrow gates and how the, the road to destruction is wide. But the road is narrow when it comes to eternal life. Wow. Yet we are called by God's voice to know ourselves and to know others in the community as we ask for what we need. This little known story from Numbers reminds us that we find ourselves in a favorable community space, choosing to advocate for ourselves. Anyway, might yield result we don't expect. Learning to advocate for our needs can not only change our circumstance, for the better, but also provide for us the needs of those who come after us. Oh my God. Like the sisters, perhaps, perhaps it is when we choose to advocate for what we need in the community that we may have a great impact. Don't, if you see a change that's needed in your community, make it happen. Make it happen. All right. So let's reflect on the story. It says, sit up straight. Let's sit up straight. Let's take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale. Use the art illustration. For those that are tuned in on my live, this is the art illustration. For those that are on Apple and Spotify, think about just think about the story in your head. Invite God to speak to you. I'm going to ask you a few questions. And I just want you to ask the Lord to speak to you and 
just just hear that still voice in your head that wants to answer you. So, have there been a time in your life where you have gone from neglecting your needs to connecting to them? Have there been a time in your life when you have gone from neglecting your needs to connecting to them? Have there been a time where you possibly thought you wasn't worthy enough? Have there been a time where you thought you wasn't capable enough? Have there been a time where you thought you weren't adequate enough? Inadequacy is something I've been fighting all last 2022. All that year. And I just had to trust the Lord. Like he placed us in situations. He placed me in the situation I'm in because I got what it takes. So ask yourself, what does it look like to connect to your needs and then advocate for them? What does it what does it look like to get in alignment? What does it look like to connect to your needs and then advocate for them? So what does it look like to ask the Lord for something? And in by his will, it'll be done. Like wow. Do you have a community in which you share resource needs and take action together? Where do you find these communities? Our community are right, right, right. We're around our community every day. We have to open up our eyes to see it. We have to be aware enough to hear the needs for our people. And we have to put ourselves aside. We have to be selfless when someone is talking to us and selfless when something might be on the TV and you're like, I want to make a change or selfless. You have to be aware. Be selfless. Because you're the one that is able to see and to feel what you feel for a change. Because you're the one called. Today, okay, how does today's system and construction meet our needs? Physical, spiritual, emotional. And how do we meet them for ourselves and our community? So how do today's system and construction not meet our needs? Mm, I got it. I understood it. How does today's system... Because I feel like they caught up too much in the worldly things. Like, what do y'all think? How does how do today's system and construction not meet our needs? Physical, spiritual, emotional. It's too much comparison. It's too much I'm not doing good enough. It's too much this person is more successful than me. And not more of I am right where I need to be for this time in my life. It's, it's, it's no intentionality. With where you are right now. It's no trust. It's no, I'm right where I need to be. You don't believe in yourself because of the worldly things. But Romans 12 and 2, read it. Get it in your system. Every time you feel like, every time you feel doubt, worry, insecurity, get in your system. And how do we meet our, how do we meet them for our self and our community? We can all work on it. We can all get better physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Get to the root of it all. Get to the root of it all. 
we're gonna pray and close us out close it out tonight all right god who sees would you see us when our needs are not met god who hears would you hear us when we advocate for ourselves and each other empower us to make new things happen so our people can live fully and free amen thank you all for bible studying with me wow lord